Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. Having worked with countless families over the years, including my own, the information and strategies I'll share are based on these experiences, my extensive training, and we're even going to back it all up with some science. My goal is to help you make informed decisions, and we're here to break down what it takes to raise well-adjusted, securely attached, and happy babies. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. It's almost a rite of passage. At some point, or at many points, babies will wake up earlier than most of us would like. But wanting your baby to quote-unquote sleep in is not at all selfish. Well, maybe it is a little bit, but you're allowed to want and need good sleep too, because you do. But we also need to remember here that we cannot expect babies to just conform to whatever schedule or routines we want. Sure, some babies out there can be pretty flexible, it seems, but no one has that perfectly sleeping, well-behaved baby, especially not all the time. Nobody. Honestly, most babies want to wake up and nap and go to bed roughly around the same times, and that's because of the hormones our bodies produce and in relation to the sun, you know, those circadian rhythms we all have. So let's just keep in mind that each baby has their own thing going on and waking up really early isn't really that uncommon or unrealistic. But there often is something you can do to help them improve or lengthen their sleep. And if you want to explore those options, that's what we're here to talk about today. Now, as always, I need to say that this conversation doesn't really apply to newborns or infants under about four months of age. And that's adjusted if they were born before their due date. These babies can wake up anytime they want and it's all normal. Not that, again, other babies can't wake up, older babies can't wake up at other times and that be abnormal either. But, you know, for babies under about four months of age, if they're waking up early, it's probably because they need to be fed. So just keep on trucking and later morning wake ups will be coming soon if that's in if that's what's going on for you at this moment. But for now, let's talk about why you want them to wake up at a more reasonable hour, let's say. And by the way, when I say reasonable hour, I mean, let's get them sleeping until at least 6 a.m., right? A wake up time between about 6 to 7.30 or so in the morning is generally what works and what most babies or families strive for. If not later, later is fine too. But this is what tends to fall more in line with their circadian rhythms. And it's pretty important to help them preserve it because it's going to help them too. And here's why. Number one, it helps to ensure that they're getting enough sleep overnight. Most babies, again, after about four months of age, will probably get somewhere between 10 to 12 hours of overnight sleep. And this includes waking up for feedings too. So you're not subtracting any time that you're, they're not actually sleeping if you're getting up feeding them for however long and they're going back to sleep. So you're including that in that 10 to 12 hours. So some babies may get a little less than this, but they would be the exception. Number two, it also helps with the quality of their sleep. Getting enough overnight sleep generally leads to better quality sleep overall because babies wouldn't have to try to, quote unquote, make up for any lost sleep with their naps. And I'm quoting that because they can't really 
you can't really make up for that, you know? Some naps are definitely going to help them recharge as they are mentally and physically restorative themselves to the body, but they're not meant to be super long. We tend to think that babies should be napping two to three hours at a time sometimes. And while some babies do do this, and that's it's perfectly fine, but they're the exception too, okay? So number three, ensuring that they're sleeping until at least 6 a.m. in the morning usually helps them with their naps during the day. Have you ever been in a situation where baby needs to take a zillion naps every day because they're short and starting really early in the morning? Yeah, so they could probably maybe use a later morning wake-up time. Uh, and number four, the last one, is it helps the whole family get some much-needed rest. Yes, that's right. It's not selfish, again, to want to sleep in past 5 a.m. or at least until 6 a.m., not only will getting better rest help you foster secure attachment with your little one all day, every day, but continuing to value sleep in your household will also help them focus on its importance as they continue to grow. Trust me, getting good sleep is an ongoing conversation you will be having with them through their childhood years, and it works. Now, remember that we're not talking about making unrealistic sleep goals for your baby. Okay, it's a thousand percent normal and common for babies to wake up early sometimes. And so when I'm saying waking up early, I mean before six o'clock. Their internal biological clocks that regulate their sleep-wake cycles, those circadian rhythms, they may still be in training. And we did just go through a little time change recently. And that almost always throws some kids off their sleep game for a little while, especially when it comes to the early morning wake-ups. But it's also normal because of this. Let's talk about why they're waking up early and how to help them work through it. Okay, so the number one reason why they could be waking up early, what I would say is my go-to as a sleep consultant to look at first thing is, are they overtired? We tend to think sometimes that if, we, if our little ones are waking up so early in the morning that, that they must need a later bedtime, but this usually isn't the case. While sometimes a later bedtime is the solution, it's not quite the norm and actually overtiredness is probably going to be what the determining cause is of this early morning wake up. So this is because when babies stay awake longer than they need to or can tolerate, they start to produce this stress hormone called cortisol. You may have heard of it, which can make it challenging for them to fall asleep at times, but it pretty much, al well, it pretty much always makes it tough for us to stay asleep or get a good sleep, a well-rested, restorative sleep. I know we hear about overtiredness a lot, but it's really the most common reason for those extra early morning wake-ups. So for the solution, we wanna make sure that your baby isn't staying awake longer than what's appropriate for them for their age and stage. This includes naps and bedtime. Making sure your baby isn't too overtired can help them fall asleep easier, but it definitely will help them to stay asleep longer for a better quality sleep and probably sleep in a bit later in the morning too. On the other end of this, basically, another reason why your baby could be waking up too early is because they've actually gotten enough sleep. So I obviously these, <laughs> these are polar opposites, really, but it really depends on the age and stage of your child. So we're just gonna cover that general basis. But sometimes it actually is because the wake time between even just their last nap to bedtime wasn't long enough. Some babies will fall asleep with ease and still sleep a decent night even when that happens, but then we might see the early morning wake-ups. 
So they basically reach their quota of maximum amount of sleep that they need for the day and they just can't sleep anymore. So it's totally possible. It definitely happens. So the solution to this problem could be either to start limiting their daytime sleep, possibly pushing their bedtime a bit later, or maybe shifting their entire schedule ahead, much like going through another time change. So number three, the number three reason uh, why your baby is actually waking up early and how to help them work through that is, well, their hormones. Have you ever noticed that a baby that wakes up after about 4 or 5 a.m., oftentimes this could be for maybe another feeding, a feeding in their night, they don't necessarily fall back asleep as well or as quickly as they may have when they woke at, say, 1 a.m. This is actually a common time when some families, especially uh, oftentimes mothers who are breastfeeding, might bring babies into bed with them, try to get those ex couple extra hours in the morning. Um, have you ever done that before? Because they, at certain ages, actually, I should say, that they are more likely to cozy in, snuggle in, and want to continue sleeping if they are co-sleeping. Some babies do that, not all babies do. But uh, continuing on this train of, let's say, they wake up at that time, you might have fed them, for instance, or they just wake up around that time, and it seems, and it is, a bit tougher for them to fall back asleep. So what's actually going on here is our bodies are producing hormones, and hello, cortisol, we're back, that's stress hormone, um, but it's not all bad. So it actually starts to accumulate in our bodies and your babies too, again, because we're talking about those that are over about four months of age, a few hours before we're meant to wake up. This hormone is producing in our bodies because it's actually what or why we wake up when we do so naturally, you know, not to somebody else waking us up, but that's what wakes us up in the morning is a buildup of a hormone like cortisol. So Think of your little baby who has already slept a decent number of hours probably, maybe woke up once or twice for a feeding, maybe not. Again, it depends how old they are and what's going on. But it's now about 5.15 in the morning and they're showing no signs of going back to sleep. So you need to understand that it's a lot tougher for them to go back to sleep when there's already some cortisol that has been building up in their bodies, in their system. It's much like if they're overtired, that cortisol that builds up when they're overtired can make it hard to fall asleep or go back to sleep. Now, it's not to say that's impossible for them to go back to sleep at that early hour to try and sleep in a little bit more, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them because of this other stuff going on. I think I made that point clear. <laughs> okay, so these hormones are basically, they're trying to keep them awake. So what's the solution? We can't eliminate these hormones from their body or can we right so the solution here is to either alter their sleep schedule for instance helping them to rearrange when and how long they're sleeping in their day or to implement some sleep training techniques if you're comfortable to help them with getting back to sleep upon waking so early in the morning um, again that can oftentimes be when parents bring babies in to co-sleep and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, as long as you're doing so safely and making sure that it's a safe space for them to sleep in as well. But otherwise, you know, you might do some sleep training if you're looking at keeping with some independent sleep that your baby might already be doing. 
So you may have noticed that I didn't really get into the nitty gritty details here of exactly how to shift their sleep schedule, for instance, or make sure that they're only staying awake as long as they can handle because every baby is different with this, right? So if you're having trouble figuring out why your baby is struggling to sleep past or at least up to about 6 a.m., or you're not quite sure which strategy to help them quote unquote sleep in, that's right for them. This is where some of my earlier episodes, for instance, the one on naps, why is your baby waking overnight? Those might be extra helpful too. So if you haven't already listened to those, you might wanna go back and do that. This is actually where my mini consult is really helpful, my 30 minute consultation, um, because it's a way to help parents kind of develop a strategy, get a plan, find something that's gonna work specifically for their baby, and then they go out and do that and get get the sleep. Sometimes you want or need more support than just a 30 minute discussion, and for these situations, I have a support package called the Sleep Tight All Night Package. But sometimes just a quick chat to help you get you set up with a plan. It gives you more confidence, at the very least reassurance that you need to maybe go ahead and make a few changes so that there's better sleep all around in your house. Now, um, having said all that, I'd like to shift gears here a little bit. Um, if you've listened to the trailer of the Bringing Up Baby podcast, you'd know, and, and you know, certainly if you've listened to other episodes as well, you'd probably know that mental health is pretty much always at the forefront of my mind. I try to weave conversations on this topic whenever I can into every episode, whether it's a specific segment like this mental health minute we're about to get into, or the fact that sometimes entire conversations are based on taking the pressure off ourselves and each other, getting informed so you can make the best decisions for your family, and finding resources and a community to help you navigate this parenting journey. All things, in my opinion, that can help us all be the best versions of ourselves and have a wonderful mental well-being. So I'd like to take a minute to talk about your mental state when you don't get enough sleep. Because with less sleep, in case you haven't noticed, makes it a lot tougher to be our best selves. Now, I really don't want you to think that you always have to be on your A game to be well, because that is not what I want to portray here. I just know by my own firsthand experience and by working with hundreds of new and growing families over the last six years, that when babies come into the mix, our entire being and sense of self takes a shift and it and if left forgotten about, our mental health will suffer. So think about it. For most of us, before having kids, we were primarily focused on ourselves. Of course, we cared about other people and their well-being too, but we had more time to focus on ourselves, and it was almost second nature. I'm told this will be the case again someday as our kids grow, become more independent, and we're left with all this time on our hands. What? Is that really going to happen? (laughs) Uh, Yes, actually, it is. Um, I'm even starting to notice glimpses of it with now with my almost nine-year-old. It's Anyway... But we have a ways to go, everybody, and I want to help you through it. So all this to say and trying to bring it back to this episode on babies who wake up early is that your mental health matters. Your sleep matters. And when you get a lack of sleep, and certainly as it may continue over time, it might just slap you in the face at some point. While we unfortunately can't bank on sleep, which is sleeping more than we need to to save it as fuel for later, Oof, I wish. But we can and do often get a buildup of lack of sleep, and this is what can more severely impact our mental health. 
But even the day-to-day grind, if you're feeling exhausted because of the night you had last night or have been having, please know this as well. You are definitely not the only one going through this stage of less or poor or interrupted sleep. These are common but not permanent and can often be remedied if you want and if you need to. Your sleep and your mental health matters too. It's not selfish to want your baby to sleep better. If they're capable of learning and adapting to change, which they totally are in most cases, then your choice to seek help or to make changes for the goal of better sleep is totally valid and 100% okay. So I just want you to know that because sometimes we get a different message out there and this is the only one in my point of view, in my opinion, that should be out there that you find information that is accurate, that is helpful, that is evidence-based. You gather that information and take it in. And then given your specific set of circumstances and your baby, your life and your family, you make the best decision for you, your baby, your family. That's what this is about. And judgment can take a back seat. Am I right? Lastly, if you'd like to join a community of individuals to help support your mental well-being, you will find us on Facebook by joining the Halifax Perinatal Support Network Group. Even if you don't live nearby, we are still here for you. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at birthbabysleep. It would be awesome if you followed us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, leave a review or a rating, which goes a long way for helping others to find us. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.